1: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
2: God will never cast off Israel. And he says, should I cast them off for all that they've done? The answer is no. God has not cast off Israel. God has not forsaken Israel. Uh, Again, in Romans chapter 11, there Paul uh, is talking about the nation of Israel and God's plan and program for the nation of Israel. And he says in Romans chapter 11, verse 29, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable.
1: One of the most talked about characteristics of God is His faithfulness. We can see it throughout the Old Testament with Israel. No matter how many times they turned their back on Him, God always stuck with them. This is evident in the New Testament as well with Jesus and the disciples. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing about the faithfulness of God when it comes to the nation of Israel. There is a promise in the book of Romans that the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 7 for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
2: What does it say? It says Jews. It's 144,000 of the tribes of Israel. That's what it says. That's what it means. It means what it says. It says what it means. It's 144,000 Jews. It's 144,000 of the tribes of Israel that are sealed during the great tribulation. Now this shows us This shows us that God is not finished with the Jewish people. And He's not finished with the nation of Israel. The church, listen, the church has not replaced Israel in Scripture. Now why do I say that? Because there's whole denominations that teach that. That God is done with the Jewish people. That those covenants are null and void that God made With the children of Israel. That they don't count anymore. And now in the New Testament. Whenever you read Israel. You you should think of the church. And you replace Israel with the church. No. No. The church has not replaced Israel. In God's program. God has not forsaken his promises. To the Jewish people. They are still God's chosen people. They are still God's chosen people. They still have a place in God's. Program And we could do a whole series of teachings on that, but I'm not going to do that to you. But I am going to share a couple verses with you. Romans chapter 11, verse 1. Paul, the Apostle Paul says, I say then, has God cast away his people? Speaking of Israel, speaking of the Jewish people. Has God cast away his people? And Paul answers his own question. Certainly not, he says. And, And as proof, Paul says, for I'm an Israelite. I'm a Jew. God has not cast me away. I'm of the seed of Abraham. I'm of the tribe of, of Benjamin, Paul says. God has not, this is what he says, God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. That's what Paul says. The Holy Spirit says through Paul that God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Listen to this verse in Jeremiah, chapter 31. Thus says the Lord, who gives the sun for a light by day, the ordinances of the moon and the stars for a light by night, who disturbs the sea and its waves roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. Then he says, if those ordinances, the sun and the moon and the waves, If those ordinances depart from before me, says the Lord, then the seed of Israel shall also cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus says the Lord, if heaven above can be measured, if the universe can be measured, and it can't, and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, if that can be done, God says, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, says the Lord. Do you hear what God says here? Do you hear what God says here about Israel? He, he says essentially, as long as the sun comes up, Israel, are, they're still my people. Did the sun come up today? Yeah. Well, then they're still his people, they're still his chosen people. God says, when the sun doesn't rise, that's the day that Israel shall cease to be a nation before me. That's the day I'll cast them off. God will never cast off Israel. And he says, should I cast them off for all that they've done? The answer is no. God has not cast off Israel. God has not forsaken Israel. Uh, Again, in Romans chapter 11 There, Paul uh, is talking about the nation of Israel and God's plan and program for the nation of Israel. And he says in Romans chapter 11, verse 29, For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. And the context of the passage is his call on the people of Israel. He says, The gifts and calling of God are irrevocable, he doesn't withdraw. His call upon that nation and upon those people. You know, at the end of the tribulation period, at the end of the seven years, uh, Jesus Christ, who is a Jew, is gonna come back to the earth, literally, physically, to the earth, to establish his kingdom on the earth. And as a kingdom, he's gonna be the king. We're in the in the Gospels. How do we see him described as a king? A king of who? A king of the Jews. And he's going to establish a kingdom on the earth. And where is he going to establish his kingdom? He's going to come back. Jesus is going to come back to Israel, to the city of Jerusalem. And he's going to rule and reign over all of the earth from a future temple that will be built on the Temple Mount, where the old temple used to be. And he's going to rule and reign from a Jewish temple over all the earth, from Jerusalem, in the country of Israel. You know, in, uh, in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 2, there it, it, it describes that future temple and the reign of Christ from Jerusalem, and it says in Isaiah chapter 2, verse 2, Now it shall come to pass in the latter days, meaning when Christ returns, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. The house of the Lord. Many people shall come and say, come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways. And we shall walk in his paths, for out of Zion, out of Jerusalem, shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. God's not done with the Jewish people. God's not finished with the nation of Israel. They are still very, very much a part of God's plan and program for the end times. They play a main key role in the last days events, as we see here in chapter 7. So, this is 144,000 Jews that will be sealed by God. In chapter 14, verse 4, it tells us uh, that these 144,000 follow the Lamb, so they are Jewish believers. They're Messianic Jews. Uh, they, presumably, they come to faith. Uh, In the beginning days of the tribulation period, they come to faith in Jesus Christ. They are also called in chapter 14, the first fruits to God, which suggests there are more than 144,000 Jews that will be sealed by God to serve God during the tribulation period. But we know for sure there will be 144,000 Jews sealed, 12,000 from each tribe, and it even lists the tribes for us here in verses 5 to 8. And I want to say just a few things about the list here that's that's given. The 12 tribes are listed 29 times in the Bible. And each each time they're listed, there's always 12, uh, but the lists sometimes are different. The list changes. Uh, sometimes a tribe is left off and another tribe is added in, or another name is put in there to replace a tribe. And And it usually doesn't tell us why, God is giving us different lists, or why the lists differ. Sometimes we can guess at why there's a change in the tribes, um, but it doesn't doesn't tell us why it's it's changed. Uh, and here, I just want to point out uh, some of the differences about this list that's given to us in Revelation chapter seven. First of all, the first difference I want to point out is Judah is listed first. Now, Reuben was the oldest son of Israel, the oldest son of Jacob, but Judah is listed first ahead of Reuben. How come? Doesn't say. We can speculate, we can guess. 1 Chronicles chapter 5, verses 1 and 2 tell us that Reuben, as the oldest son, lost his birthright because of his sin. Uh, so that might be the reason why he, why he is dropped down in the list. Also, we know that Jesus came from the tribe of Judah. So even though Reuben is the oldest son of Israel, Judah is the most important tribe of Israel because from Judah came the Savior of the world. So it could be listed first because of that, but we can't say for sure. Uh, The second difference in this list uh, is that one of the sons of Jacob uh, is missing from the list. It's completely omitted. Anybody know who it is? Dan, look at you guys. You must have a study Bible or something. Huh. Yeah, it's Dan. Of all the tribes, they had to leave out Dan. Why not Asher? Who, nobody knows anything about Asher or Gad, you know? Leave that guy out. But again, it doesn't tell us why Dan was left out. It just is. It's just left out of the list. Now, again, we can speculate, we can guess. We know. Historically, that the tribe of Dan became very idolatrous over time and, and the tribe of Dan became a center of idol worship.
1: We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app.
2: We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com.
1: What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth.
2: It's possible that Dan is excluded because of their idolatry. And we know that their idolatry influenced all of Israel, kind of spread through the nation. And stumbled the nation. But, but Dan is, is is excluded here. They're not part of the 144,000 that are sealed during the tribulation Period. That doesn't mean that members of the tribe of Dan won't be saved. They could be saved, but they're not part of this 144,000 that are sealed to serve God. Another difference in this list is Levi is included. Levi is usually left off of the list because the Levites served as priests in the tabernacle. Later on in the temple, they didn't really have an inheritance in the land. So usually they're left off the list. But here they're included. Uh, they're included because this is a list of the servants of God from the tribes of Israel. And that's what the Levites do. That's what they're all about. They serve God. And so it's, it's fitting that they're on the list here. And so these 144,000 are sealed, and they're sealed to be servants of God during the tribulation period. They're sealed uh, Jewish believers. And so that answers our question of who these are. Our second question we want to try to answer is, how are they sealed? What does it mean that they're sealed? How are they sealed? We don't know. It doesn't say. It just says that they're sealed or they're marked on their forehead somehow. But the text doesn't tell us what that what that mark is or what that seal is or whether it's a visible mark that everyone can see or an invisible mark that only God can see. We'd we don't know. It doesn't say. We see elsewhere in the Bible where people are marked or sealed by God. Uh, back in Genesis, uh, Cain had a mark put on his forehead so that no one could harm Cain. Uh, he, so he was sealed in a sense. Uh, in Ezekiel chapter 9, we read that the godly of Jerusalem are marked by God and they're spared when the city of Jerusalem is judged uh, but, we, but we don't know how these 144,000 are sealed. Uh, it could simply mean that they're sealed by the Holy Spirit. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, it says that all believers in Jesus Christ are sealed with the Holy Spirit. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit if you're a believer. So it could be just that they're sealed with the, the Holy uh, Spirit, just like believers today. That brings us to a third question. third question we want to try to answer is... Why are they sealed? Why are they sealed by God during the tribulation period? Why does God choose out of of all the Jewish people that are going to be on the earth at that time? Why does he he seal 144,000 of them, 12,000 from each tribe? Well, first of all, they are sealed for protection. Turn over to chapter 9 and verse 4. And here we have the fifth Trumpet judgment. And it says in verse 4, They were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or any green thing or any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. So here, during the fifth trumpet judgment, those who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads will experience this this judgment of torment that's going to come upon them. So the seal of God will protect the 144,000 from God's judgment during the tribulation period. You know, we see that throughout the Bible. We see many occasions where God protects a person or protects a group of people from his judgment that is coming upon the earth. When uh, God judged the earth with a flood, he protected Noah and his family by securing them in the ark. And God God brought Noah through the judgment unharmed. He protected them. Uh, Before God judged Sodom and Gomorrah, he delivered Lot and his daughters from the city. He protected righteous Lot from judgment Uh, the night of the Passover in Egypt. All of those people that applied the blood of the lamb to the doorposts of their houses, they were protected from the judgment of God when when God passed through the land and and God passed over their houses and didn't kill the firstborn in their homes. Uh, When Jericho fell, Rahab was protected by God Uh, And remember, she was protected through a a scarlet cord, a scarlet scarlet rope that she hung down out of her window, and she was protected. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, uh, they were kept safe in the fiery furnace. God protected them from the fire. The fire didn't consume them. In fact, it says that they came out of the fire and their clothes didn't even smell like smoke when they came out of the fire. Maybe the greatest example, of course, is Jesus Christ on the cross, When he's on the cross and the thief that is on the cross next to him pleads with Jesus and says, Remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, Today you will be with me in paradise. So even as God is is judging the sin of mankind, he's protecting the thief from the judgment that's coming down upon Jesus and and here the, the 144 thousand that that will be sealed they're sealed for their protection they will not experience the wrath of God or the wrath of man that will come during the tribulation period they're protected from it because they're sealed they're also sealed to serve the Lord they're called the servants of God so they're sealed to serve the Lord and they serve the Lord by preaching the gospel during the tribulation period. The great multitude of people that we see in the second half of chapter 7, there in heaven around the throne of God, they are there in heaven because of the preaching of the 144,000 that are sealed in the first half of the chapter. in fact, in in verse 9, when it says, after these things, uh, that that phrase implies that the salvation of the multitude of Gentiles that are there in heaven, in verse 9, are there as a result of the 144,000 that are sealed in the beginning part of the chapter. There's, there's, a, there's a cause and effect relationship there. In the ministry of the 144,000 Jews preaching the gospel, it will fulfill the prophecy that Jesus gave in, uh, in the gospel of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 14. Jesus said, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all of the world, as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Well, how will the gospel be preached in all of the world as a witness to all the nations? During the tribulation period, God's going to use these 144,000 Jewish believers that are sealed by God to serve Him by preaching the gospel in all of the world. Now, if you think about this, I think, I think this is pretty cool, what God is going to do during the tribulation period and how he's going to use these 144,000 Jewish believers to evangelize the world. Right now, today, a missionary may spend several years uh, you know, receiving theological training, uh, learning a foreign language, learning a foreign culture, raising financial support, before they are able to travel and go into the mission field. During the tribulation period, there ain't going to be that kind of time. There's not going to be enough time to get the theological training and the language training and raise the support before you can even go. Time's too short during the tribulation period. But with these 144,000 Jews, during the tribulation period, you know, God, if you think about it, God currently has jews living in over 100 countries in the world on six continents and and they live in the countries they uh, they are already assimilated into the culture of those countries they already know the language fluently they are part of the communities they they work regular jobs in the communities in all of these countries all over the world. And many Jews are are very, very familiar with the Old Testament Scriptures. And they already know the Old Testament Scriptures. And during the tribulation period, once they realize that Jesus Christ is their Messiah, and they believe on Him, it will not take very long for them before they are able to begin preaching the gospel in the countries where they already live, in the language that they already know, to people in those countries that they're already familiar with and friends with. Think of Saul of Tarsus, when he was converted and he became the apostle Paul. Now think of that and then multiply it by 144,000. It's almost like God has these covert operatives already in place, just living in these countries.
1: Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Revelation, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today and wish you could hear it again for it to fully sink in? Well, we have just the thing. All of our messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for These Teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that you'll find interesting. Are you growing through this study in Revelation? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find the link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, CalvaryEC.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the
0: signs and I recognize i